anyway, shall we get into it? Let's do it. Cool, okay, drum roll please. Come on, longer than that. Drum oh, roll. I'm doing the... Come on. What, I'm doing Hi. the drumming. Welcome to Movie Butts, I'm Arnie Joe. And I'm Dane. You know, this is a podcast where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst of a certain topic. What do those topics include, Dane? You got, like, we could do actors, we can do production studios, we can do directors, we can do anything we want. We're basically, we're, we're, the universe is the limit. Yeah, franchises, whatever the fuck we want to do, we fucking do it. But the mm. way we do it is we basically take a bunch of critic aggregates, that includes Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, Metacritic, the box office, the budget. I've actually started uh, counting uh, award wins, positive and negative, including the Razzies and the Oscars, just to see if, uh, if a movie wins a sneaky couple of Oscars, it might, you know, count towards its uh, overall rating, even though, as we've both agreed, the Oscars mean fuck all. But they're a good way to help with donkey votes at the end of the day. Um, so basically, we take all this statistics. I put it into a spreadsheet. I average it all out. And it shows uh, clearly that for whatever topic we pick, that there's one that is the um, overall <clears throat> best and there's the overall worst. What was our topic for this week? And what, what movie did we watch this episode? Um, the big, fat, beautiful Australian director, Alex Proyas. And we did The Crow, and now we're doing The Worst, which is called Gods of Egypt. That's right. Gods of Egypt. Gods so of this Egypt. film this film is insanely panned by critics and, and audiences. It's a giant bloated bullshit mess. Like it's Rotten Tomatoes uh, score is 15%. It has a fucking user rating of 3.3, which is, you know, like for me, if I see five on IMDb, mm. I'm like, holy shit, that's bad. 3.3. Yeah. That's fucked. Um, so yeah, this is overall regarded as a really big bomb. Um, I was explaining to Dane earlier that I'm angry that this movie at the end of the day was made for 140 million and box office, uh, and, and, and this is, this is what's fucked up. It included a <laughs> rebate from the Australian government. At the end of the day, it made $150 million. So it only, it, it. At the end of the day, including all the um, tax incentives and bullshit things that this fucking country offers, this movie only lost $10 million. Yeah. It's fucked. But that still uh, was enough to push it over the line to be the worst movie of this category. Um, before I go on my rant about how bullshit this film is, do you mind giving us a plot description? Yeah, so it takes inspiration from the uh, ancient Egyptian myths of gods and shit. Um, and you have your main character, which is... Okay, uh, uh, hang on a sec. So stupid. Okay, in this world of some ancient Egypt alternate universe, um, the, the gods are just like tall people. And they have... <laughs> And they have blood made from gold 
and they have powers. They can transform into animals. They're animal things. Um, and they're like the royalty of Egypt. And so Horus is the prince of Egypt and his dad, I don't know, what's his, what's his dad's name? Nanubis or something? No, his, um, his dad's um, Osiris. Right, so his dad's Osiris. Osiris is the king. And I think it starts off with Osiris is going to hand over the um, king the crown. The crown to Horus. Uh, and uh, yeah, because it's his turn to be the king. And now we have our, our human main character, which is that terrible Australian actor from uh, Pirates Neighbors. of the Caribbean 4. Well, he was in Home and Away as well, I think. But um, he's one of these guys who they just, some agency picks him up and then they just throw him in a few blockbusters to see if they stick and they don't. And so now he plays Batman's sidekick on some terrible show. Um, does he really? Is that like what he does now? Yeah, I think he plays Nightwing. On he just a... he, he just has the most forgettable presentation ever. Like oh, I, yeah. I just don't even care. He sucks. So anyway, he plays a like a, a, a peasant thief or something, and him and his miso go to the big fucking thing, this ceremony, right? But then, as his as the king is about to crown Horus as the new king of Egypt, Nenepsis, what's his name? Neps, no, Set. Set rocks up, played by Gerard Butler, and he's like, actually, I am going to be the king. And then he stabs the king and then takes out Horus's eyes and banishes Horus to, in, to be in a tomb, right? And then he takes over as king. And then the, the mortal guy, his girlfriend dies and he steals Horace's eyes. <laughs> and then he, uh, and then he, uh, is like him. He finds a blind Horace and gives him one of his eyes. And he's like, I need my other eye. And then he's like, all right, but you got to help me. I got to bring my girlfriend back to life. And he's like, if you can return me to be King, then I can help bring your girlfriend back to life. So then it's a, a journey across the lands of Egypt to do something in order to restore the Horace's king over the evil Gerard Butler. That is it, right? Yeah. It's pretty convoluted. But also very shit and basic. Yeah, there's just... Because you just have to get too much of the, the, the backstory and how this world works. I, I usually give credit to original ideas. This isn't based on any existing property other than ancient Egyptian myths. So they've taken the ancient Egyptian myths and turned them into this, this weird world. Where Frankenstein the- blockbuster film. Yeah, where the gods of Egypt are the rulers of Egypt and they and they have like anamorph powers. Um it's it's really bizarre and not good. I it's completely not a good checked idea. out when they turned into giant bionicles and started fighting. That was when I just had it. Like it just became yeah. the biggest slog. 
of my life watching this film when that happened. I think why a lot of the critics, because this movie gets a lot of shit. I don't think I completely agree with how bad everyone says this movie is. Because What's good about it? Huh? What's good about this? What, what, what aspect of this film is forgivable? Well, uh, the only thing I'd say is that I have seen way more blockbusters that um, have a more convoluted bullshit narrative than this one. Name I one. Think th- huh? Name one. Fucking, um, what was that movie with Kate Winslet, that young adult thing? Twilight. Fucking. Yeah, so, okay, so you can give shit to Twilight, but there's a certain level of competent, uh, competency in terms of its visuals, in terms of how it's made. In Twilight? Yeah. Okay, so this is my real problem with this one. I, I just, I don't think that they, they don't miss any plot points. There's no plot points that come along that then go unaddressed. The story beats happen in a reasonable way. It's a, it's a crap story told in a crap way, but it's, it's told without yeah. going like, you know, for how complicated it is. I was never but it's really told like, in the worst possible way. Yeah. yeah but what I mean is that terrible. What I mean is that I understood the character's motivations and I was never really questioning why they're doing something. I knew why they were doing it and I knew what was going on. Why it's bad is because it's a crap idea, but also it is executed in the worst fucking way possible. The obvious thing, which I think is why everyone loves piling onto this film, is that the special effects are fucking criminally bad like the amount of money this movie cost is 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 fucked up that i'm like okay what's the embezzlement scheme what's what the fuck is going on here because sometimes this shit is asylum levels of bad i'm not even fucking exaggerating it looks like fucking dog shit even when there's no CGI on the screen. It's lit like Yeah, but crap. there's always CGI on the screen. That's what's fucked up about it is even some of the characters' faces are CGI, and I don't know why. There's always a level of like computer-generated imagery in the scene. Always. Um, yeah, I guess the only thing I was saying when it's not CGI is like something not animated where it's just a, a fucking backdrop. You know, or when they're on... Like at the beginning of the film... Where they're on a, they're clearly on a set, but it's such a poorly made, cheap set. Which one are you talking about? What scene? So you know, at the beginning, the thief steals the dress, and then he goes to see his girlfriend, and they're oh, yeah. inside this, this like, a cardboard box-looking, fucking little Egyptian hut. Yeah, it's, you know, that's a that's a set. It's a ridiculously bad one, but, you know, that's a set. But most of the time, they're standing in front of the green screen. The design is so disgustingly cliche and bland. Mm. And then on top of that, you've got this really bad high-key lighting that is just flaunting its flaws. Like, if you have everything high-key... 
you basically aren't able to hide the CGI. Like mm-hmm. some of the early CGI from like say Jurassic Park, the reason it works is because it's hidden in shadows. Yeah, that's why that dinosaur, in the you know, the T-Rex in the rain at night still looks good, still yeah. looks good. But the, when the T-Rex appears at the end during the day, that does not look so good anymore. No, it doesn't look as good. Like when, what are you talking about when the T-Rex goes into like the main auditorium? Bit? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look as good. And it's just because like rendering daylight, you know, is pretty intense and it takes a lot of work to make it look even remotely good. Funnily enough, it's the same principle um, with film noir Mm. where, uh, you know, we saw how Alex Proyas utilized that technique in the other film, The Crow. Oh, this is the opposite. I don't know how this is made by the same person. He understood, you know, how to hide the cheapness with, you know, darkness and, and rain. And in this one, it's just... Everything is clear he's as flaunting, day over the top. A, that it makes he's flaunting just... how expensive it is in he, a bad way. Is he flaunting how expensive? Yeah, he is. No one is. You're seeing. You're seeing. You're seeing like set and um, fucking Horace turn into giant bionicle fucking transmorpher fucking animal fucking Power Ranger things and mm. fighting in the middle of the fucking day Mm. and it looks bad but it doesn't look cheap it looks like a waste of money oh the whole movie looks like a waste of money yeah i know but that but what i'm getting at is like you see this fight and you know that that's not cheap it's just executed so poorly and all the decisions that were made made it impossible for it to be good Mm -hmm. you know like have the ceremony happen at fucking night time for god fucking sake just do something to hide these issues yeah but it's just rubbing it in your fucking eyes this movie i was trying to figure out what this movie is a combination of this movie is a combination of the mummy Mm -hmm. but all the but not in a good way the phantom menace (laughs) And the scene in A Clockwork Orange where I was forced to have my eyes <laughs> fucking open and watching it. That's what it's a combination of, um, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was, it was really hard. Like, I, I was in the last quarter of the movie. Now, this movie, took, this movie went for three hours. I yeah. swear to God, this movie went for three fucking hours. Yeah, it's it just... didn't, but it felt like it did. I think it's like I, I was two like, hours it and got 12 to the bit, minutes. It got to the... It got to the bit where Set is like killing Brian Brown, and Brian Brown is terrible. He does not give a fuck. His acting is so bad. Wait, who was Brian Brown? Brian Brown plays um, uh, Osiris. He oh, plays the dad. Right, that was Brian Brown. Yeah, yeah, and he just doesn't give a fuck. Mm. His acting is so bad, and it's embarrassing. Every like so many so so much acting in this movie is embarrassing. Like yeah, all of it. Really, really, really bad. The our main mortal character is shit house. Like that guy has fucking stones for brains because he just has no look in his eye. Like in the last one, we were talking about how Brendan Lee might not be a great actor when it comes to delivering dialogue, but he had an intensity about him. 
and he had this this stare. presence yeah that he yeah he had this presence on screen that made him compelling to watch this is the absolute antithesis of that shit because this guy anytime he was on screen i started laughing and i was just like get him out of here what are you doing he looks like a teeny bopper he doesn't look like an actor to me no he looks like a fucking he looks like he belongs in a in a fucking Lynx commercial. He looks like just nothing. Like no, I don't know how to describe. It looks like nothing. Yeah. It's just like it looks like a like a version of a uh uh like a like an actor that a Hollywood algorithm would churn out. He looks like he's auditioned for one of our films. <laughs> And we didn't cast him. And just like, get out of here. <laughs> you know, like, I, and like, I think Nicholas Costa Waldo did the best he could. Sure. With Horace. Like, there, there are moments where I just wanted to give him a hug because I could see him really trying to make something out of this. Yeah, that was one thing I was going to mention is the guy who plays Horace, who is kind of the real lead... Yeah, um, it's more about his journey from you know being a um, a selfish god at the start to at, like at the end once he wins the crown back he he ultimately is is humbled and realizes that it's not about being worshipped it's about looking after his people you know very, I hated that scene so fucking much very yeah simple stuff poorly executed but. It's, you know, it's something. It's, it's at Just least show it's, it. At least no, it's I something. want them to show it. I don't want, I do not want the character's arc in exposition. I felt offended. Right. That it's like, you know what it was? It wasn't the, it wasn't the destination. It was the journey the whole time. Oh, like, yeah. It just felt no, like he the, was saying that. The dialogue. Like, Shut the fuck up. Yeah. But again, that's just like, you know, as I was saying, the dialogue is fucking terrible. And and the execution of every element is fucking bad. It's one out of ten bad. You couldn't do it any worse. But, you know, that guy's performance, he's all right. He's okay. And I think, you know, he's, he's definitely he propped tried. up. Yeah, he's he definitely tried. propped up by being surrounded by a bunch of terrible acting. Like the yeah. the lead mortal guy, he's a terrible actor. He's um, uh, the the god's love interest. I forget her name. The 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 Colombian woman. I don't care. She is fucking porn actress bad. She's yeah. so laughably bad. I was like, I was just imagining fucking being the director on set and just like and having to come to terms in your own head that. This is the best I'm going to get out of these people. It's not going to get any better than this because they just don't have the ability. Yeah. So, so I was thinking he did all right. Everyone else is fucking shit. Gerard now, Butler does I, okay. I think he's, no, I, okay, I think he's so drunk, fucking, but he's trying, he's, he's kind of there doing his thing. Do you know what's interesting? I think this is one of his best roles. Gerard Butler. And I stand by... The I, I I've I've said this for years and I need and I I would love for you to prove me wrong. 
Gerard Butler has not been in a good film. Um, Ever. Well, I haven't I haven't seen them all, but I would I'm inclined to agree. What is with he you. in that's good? Nothing you I've seen. You can't even fucking think of one, can you? No. <laughs> Nothing I've seen. I can think of um films I've seen with him in them where I think he is good. But No, but I'm talking about good films. Yeah, no. I'm talking but about no, no, what's no. a good film that he's in. None. None that None. I can think of. No. And this continues his streak of <laughs> Films that aren't good. Yeah. But do you he think he's not... bad? In so I, I like I've not liked him in anything. Right. I've not liked him in anything. I thought he was okay. Like I thought he was trying in this. And but the thing is he's bad. Mm-hmm. But when all the other ingredients are worse, he looks good. Do you know what I mean? Like when everything else is so fucked mm. that Gerard Butler is one of the best elements of your film. I think I actually said that exact thing to Emma when it was when Gerard Butler is like the second best performance in the film. Yeah, I have the same thing with um Jai Courtney in Suicide Squad. Yeah. He's the best part of that. Yeah, movie. when people and were when, like, and when "Oh, John Courtney's actually pretty good," it's like, no, this—that's just how bad this movie is. That that's it makes how bad Jai everything Courtney else is. Good. Yeah, like Gerard Butler is not gro- is not good. And and the thing is, every time I've thought he's good, I remembered, no, wait, that's Clive Owen. <laughs> for, you know, for a second, I forget, I, I mix them up, and I'm like, no, oh wait, no. Sorry, that's Clive Owen. That's not fucking Gerard Butler. Mm. I. Hey, were went... you shocked to see uh, Jeffrey Rush? Did you know he was in this? No, I didn't. I couldn't and... believe when he showed up. And, and okay, so I was going to get to this point. Okay, sorry. He is, he is Jeffrey Rush. is so talented that even when he's phoning it in, he's okay. Yeah, he's not unlikable. No, he's not unlikable. He doesn't look bored. Yeah, well, you can tell he doesn't give a fuck. He's just a, you know, he's just a a professional. Yeah, he's a professional. He'll do what he can. There are, like, most of his performance isn't good. But there are still moments where I'm like, I'm very happy that he's in this Mm. because the script isn't doing him any favors, but he is just trying his best. Like he's, he's sat down and he's figured out how to make what's his, like he, he doesn't have motivations. He was not given motivations for his character. No, I think he just reads the lines. No, but no, no, no. Well, I, I think he does more than that. He isn't given motivations. The director didn't give him motivations. The writer didn't give him motivations. He doesn't have any of that. But I know at least that he has figured them out so he isn't looking shit. Mm-hmm. Do you I, know what I mean? I, like I'm hearing beats he, in his performance. I still think enough. he is like a little bit shit. Oh, no, no, no. But like it's, it's like how like whatever little he can do can only... 
band-aid it so much. There's no way to not be embarrassed in that role where he's no. just standing on a green screen and then he has to pretend to be shooting fireballs at a big space worm. I was laughing at that scene. I, get out of I here. Stop you will not get my it. creation. No. Um, so if, if you had to like, like I was trying to think of what part of this film isn't terrible. Now, I can't say the acting, even if I didn't mind Nicholas Costa Waldo in this film. Mm. Acting overall is crap. Mm-hmm. CGI is crap. Cinematography is crap. Stories crap. Dialogue's crap. Editing is like aggressively average. There's nothing innovative about the editing. So I'm going to just say it. The editing's crap. Mm-hmm. The sound design is okay. Yeah, yeah. Sound design's okay. It's 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 possible. Uh, I I felt like the the score was just bland like nothing oh no yeah yeah so the score sucks as well score's terrible score's cliche score's a bit racist you know like when you hear fucking you can just (laughs) hear like cliches in scores like like fucking chadwick bosman turns up in fucking as black panther in civil war and they've got pan flutes and you're just like yeah i get it he's from africa like, yeah. you don't need the fucking pan flutes. Yeah. This whole score just sounded like, oh, fuck, okay, it's in Egypt. Speaking just of... needed to sound Egyptian. Speaking of that, how funny is it that they got caught up in the same whitewashing controversy as they... The, that, like, in 2016, they got, they got caught with their pants down on that one. After it yeah. has already been a thing... Don't do that shit anymore. But they had an example from only two years earlier with that fucking Ridley Scott ancient Egypt movie. And they got in shit for that. And Ridley Scott. No one cares. What do you mean no one cares? No one. Like, no, people care. The studios don't care. Oh, yeah, the studio. But the studio, like, I guess doesn't believe them. What do you mean? Well, because it's like. You get called out on this shit so many times, and every movie that does this fails. So, like, when you're gonna make another Egypt movie, be like, hey, maybe we should cast Egyptians this time, and see, just see how that goes, because we don't want to do, like, what happened to Ridley Scott just very recently. Well, right. what's funny is it actually happened three years in a row. I'm pretty sure God, like Exodus came out in what, 2014? Yeah. Um, this came out 2016. Yeah. Same issue. And I'm pretty sure around the same time the Peter Pan film came out. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that that had the same issue? No. They had Rooney Mara playing Tiger Lily. Oh, right. Yeah, it's like, just get a Native American actress. Just get a fucking Native American actress. Just, what the fuck? Why the fuck is Rooney Mara playing that? You know? And then there was Aloha, the fucking Cameron Crowe movie, where fucking, um, what's her name? Emma Stone was playing a Chinese woman. And you're just like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Why? Yeah, it happens so much that it's like, how the fuck do you, like, do you keep fucking that up? 
That's such a funny comment that Ridley Scott made around that time that he said, look, no one's going to come to see a movie starring Muhammad so-and-so. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, but I don't think that there's anything. I mean, uh, I think that um, it gets better as it goes on. Um, what but does? I, the film. But I think. Gods of Egypt? Yeah. But, really? Yeah. But I think that I may have just sort of been, you know, been in a bit of a hostage situation. I'm, I'm sorry, Dane. I think you just checked out. No, I was paying attention the whole time. Like I was really trying to keep up with what was going on and I kept laughing and getting angry and wanting to turn it off. And then three quarters of the way through the movie, I was just like, okay, I'm just watching this. I'm following along. And there's some special effects in it that are not laughable towards the end. But yeah, I was thinking that, uh, it might just be a bit of a hostage situation. You know how, like, if you find yourself in a bad scenario where it's like, oh, great, like, oh, fucking hell, this sucks. How could my life get any fucking worse? But then What's you... it called? Something syndrome? Like hostage. Oh, um, uh, I don't know. I fucking forget. Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, Stockholm Syndrome. You yeah. just accepted your fate that you're in this film. Yeah, that was just like, okay, well... Hey, you know what? It's not that bad. But uh, but because um, even though um, the the character arc is delivered in terrible, heavy, expositional dialogue and the film looks like shit and it's a fucking boring story anyway, I was still... I still didn't mind the fact that I, it fucking was a rounded off story that the, that, that the characters had a fucking arc that all the plot points laid down eventually wound themselves up. And I was like, well, at least you managed to fucking tell a competent story. So it's you didn't watch the post credit sequence. Wait, is there one? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, cause we, we seriously sat through the credits because we thought there was going to be one because I knew that this was supposed to be the start of a new franchise. I'm not surprised. I didn't know that, but I but I, I watched the credits as well because I'm like, if 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 set comes back in mm. like a post credit sequence, I'll lose my shit. No. Um so what, you, you were you were enjoying the fact that it was rounded off, that you knew that this would be it. No, that I that it was a competent story everything introduced had something to do with the main plot it was storytelling at its most basic but it was See, competent. But, but there's a difference between competent and cliche no you You're can tricky. you can yeah, competently Dude, you can it's, competently it's, it's, do it's a cliche Stockholm syndrome you've tricked yourself into thinking you're watching something no competent. that's a genuine thing because that they... i think because these days you have so many fucking blockbusters that can't even tell a fucking story that their special effects may be a lot better, but they introduce... Like what? what? can't tell a story? Justice League. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. You got me there. Okay. <laughs> it's like, at least it's not that bad. 
I still think no, this see, is better like, than I, that. I have, I have way more fun watching Justice League than I do something like this. I'd rather watch something absolutely shit itself far more than watching something be boring, bloated, mm. pretentious, annoying. You're describing Justice and League. And crap. You're describing Justice League. Yeah, of course I'd rather... No, 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 no. Like, Justice League has so many more poor decisions... And it's so much more scattershot and so much more stupid that I can laugh at it. See, I prefer this because nothing is funnier to me than awful CGI. And this right. is full to the brim with so awful is CGI. Justice League. Yeah, but it doesn't have any, like, all of the CGI in this is awful except for one part, which is passable. The rest of it is fucking embarrassing. There's some right. there's some awful shit in Justice League, but that still doesn't even compare to how terrible like when when he's fighting these um these uh, bull men things by the waterfall. That's the shit specifically yeah. that I was like, this looks like an an asylum film. This is yeah. shocking to me, and I was wondering wondering straight away like who is embezzling funds. So, yeah, no, why did this film get made? Why do you think Alex Proyas... Because it's our topic, Alex Proyas. Why did he make this film? Why does this exist? Well, I, I just read, like, a brief thing on it that he said he wanted to make um, an original idea for a blockbuster to contrast with the, um, you know, the current remakes and adaptations. Um, but then I don't know why he would choose this because it doesn't go in line... With his other work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I do. Why not come up with something cool? Like surely gothic? he Yeah. Why like surely he wasn't sitting around thinking, you know what I fucking love? Egypt. And all that god Egypt well, shit. Well he is Egyptian. No, he's not. Yeah, his heritage is Egyptian. He's Australian, but his his family are immigrants from Egypt. Oh, okay. Well maybe that's it then. Yeah, then why did he cast a bunch of white cunts in the film? I don't think, yeah. I, I still think that the, the studio... Has, if, if he said to the studio, I want to cast an all-Egyptian cast, they'd be like, you know, the, 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 the 74-year-olds who are so out of touch with reality would be like, what are you talking about? No one wants to see a bunch of Egyptians on screen. They want to see the big white stars. This is Hollywood, baby. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. Those guys still think that they're in fucking the 1950s. Golden age of Hollywood. Yeah, they still think that it's it's all that, so they still try to do that. Nah, it's fucking bullshit. It's like, it's like, it's like earnesty is what makes things interesting. When casting makes sense. That's when I'm interested. Well, he apologized for it straight away. When they got called out, he apologized. Right. Where, like, he could, it could have been worse. He could have done a Ridley Scott and said, who wants to watch Muhammad so-and-so? So he apologized for it. I love how cranky Ridley Scott is quickly. Like, it's that there was a point in his career where he just got dementia, and I love it. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's, he's he just keeps going back to trying to remake Alien. 
Oh god, I don't know why, but he's just fucking. He's he 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 got hit on the head. I think around Prometheus time, he got hit on the head, and he just hasn't been the same. Or he just stopped caring. Like he 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 full Bruce Willis it, you know. Yeah. Started phoning it in. Do you think Alex Proyas cared about this? I think I think this film has some similarities to. Um, uh, what's it called? Mars Attacks. Yeah. I think yeah. it just became something completely different out of his control. Mm. And he just phoned it in. Yeah, he, he'd, he'd already dug himself into it, so he had to follow through. But he, yeah. he lost interest along the way. Yeah. But the difference is... is- the difference is, is that Tim Burton's an interesting filmmaker and even at the end of the day, when he's making something bad, he's at least making something interesting. The, mm-hmm. the sad fact is, is that if this guy isn't making something he cares about at the end of the day, it's going to be bad. The same thing happens for me too. If I'm making something that I don't like, it's just going to be shit. Yeah. I can't, I'm not talented enough to make something good out of something I don't care about. And clearly neither is this guy. Yeah, this is a, that, cause that's what was confusing me about it. Because at the beginning, like before I watched this and looked into it, I just immediately assumed that he had been a director for hire for this crap idea. Right, well but he's a producer how, on it as well though. And he was closely involved in with the writing of it. So it seems to me like, and and he said that he wanted to make something um, original. Um, and so I think he was, it seems like he was very heavily involved with the conception of the idea and a lot of the pre-production stuff. And so I think that what's happened is along the way, he, he like at the he start, realized he, was, it was fucked. he was into it, but then along the way, he realized it was fucked, but he had no choice but to keep going. So that's why the film feels uninspired and lazy. Because it's it's super uninspired. The fight scenes are, are nothing. Everything is shot in the most standard way. And, it's and so it, different to The Crow. Yeah. It is the opposite of The Crow. Yeah. It's got no passion at all. It's stale. Yeah. It's, it's heartless. So, yeah. So much so that um, I don't know if I felt sorry for Alex Proyas. I don't know if I was embarrassed for him, but I, I definitely felt embarrassment while watching. Maybe I was embarrassed for myself to sit here and I've seen this movie twice now. So maybe I'm just embarrassed. I'm never me. watching this again. I refuse no. to. <laughs> I don't care. If someone's like, let's smash some cones and watch Gods of Egypt, I'll say no. It's not even would, interesting in that way. I would take that offer up. I think it is kind of interesting in that way. Hmm. So now I'm reading here a completely different fucking interpretation of its loss. Now, I'm, I've just got the Wikipedia page open in front of me and it says... It grossed a total of $150 million against a $140 million budget, becoming a box office bomb and losing the studio up to $90 million. Mm-hmm. 
So that's completely different to what I read elsewhere. Yeah, but I read that they were only... Res- in the red oh. for 10 million bucks. You read no, the but same didn't thing, say, right? <clears throat> no, but you didn't say in the red. I said they were only uh, complicit for it or something, which I thought before you corrected me that that meant they therefore technically only had to put $10 million into the budget because... Um, really? Because the no, Australian no, no, no. government also, I'm looking paid... at here is that the Australian government provided a tax credit of 46%. Yeah, and then to the, the rest. Yeah, but then there were all these uh, pre- international pre-sale tickets, which then were put towards the budget, and then the studio only had to put in ten million. That's of its, of I, its own that money. makes me more mad. That yeah. makes me even more angry. Like we live in a country, right? So for us now, eventually we're going to have to start asking Screen Australia for money, and I've talked to other people that have asked Screen Australia for money, right? The amount of documents that you have to fill out to get $10,000 is bigger than the encyclopedia Mm. for $10,000 fucking thousand. And this movie is getting a 46% fucking tax credit. Yeah, they just of a budget of a fucking $70 million. million. They just gave them $70 million. And us independent Australian artists making Australian stories for Australians are getting bupkis. Yeah. And this movie is the reason this Aquaman fucking Thor, fucking San Andreas, fucking Mission Impossible 2, all these bullshit films is the reason that artists aren't making films in this fucking country and it fucks me off. I hate it. This movie made me mad watching it. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and I shouldn't be mad at a film like this. I should be indifferent. But I was mad <laughs> that I'm seeing bullshit fucking CGI cunts running around in the background. And I know it's being made at fucking Fox Studios down the fucking road from where I live. Mm. And a fucking independent artist that can make something for chips, that can make something for such small amount of money and that might crack the market and that might be a part of the social zeitgeist that might make it to America, that might be important, that might be something that has something to say and is never going to get seen because of gods of fucking Egypt. And they can't even give a shit while they make it. And then that fucking studio is, I'm sorry, that studio is embezzling funds. I don't even know what that means, really. But there's some fucking shady bullshit going on here because this movie, I am not seeing $140 million on screen. Okay, if you told me that this shit cost $40 million, I'd be like, huh, money well spent. This movie cost $70 million? And that $70 million was paid by the Australian government and the rest went into the pockets of whoever the fuck else. Yeah. The rest of the money went into the pockets of Thunder Road Pictures and Summit Entertainment. Yeah, because they didn't give a shit about making this successful because it had like a nothing marketing campaign as well. Because you know how marketing Mm. campaigns for movies like this, it's usually like the, the budget like doubled. I mean, you, no, you go... so it's not the budget. So what it is, is hypothetically, you look at the budget 
and yeah. it's 140 million, you can guesstimate about $60 million would go into marketing. So yeah, when yeah, right. you look at the budget on Wikipedia, you're seeing the above the line costs, including below the line costs, which includes marketing and printing, you add about between a half and a third, depending on the movie. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, if this was say a Marvel movie, if this was a movie made by Disney, if this was a movie made by Fox, if this was a movie made by a reputable fucking production company. If this was a movie that they wanted, wanted it to be successful. Yeah. This movie would have cost below the line, $190 million. Right. But instead if they gave it, a shit. But instead it had like fuck all marketing. Yeah, and it's because it's you're, you're, you're right. I haven't really thought about it until you fucking mentioned it, but you're right. This movie is a scam. <laughs> this movie is... This this is this movie... So, like, we live in a country where they're almost refusing to give money. That they're ref- you know, Do you know who's not included in the stimulus package right now? Fucking artists. Mm-hmm. No one in no one in the arts community is getting job keeper. Um, job seekers even a struggle for fucking artists. We have people that we went to film school that aren't getting anything from the government, even though film productions aren't going ahead, right? Mm-hmm. But then gods of fucking Egypt. <laughs> ah, sorry, I'm just it just, we live it just in makes a, me upset. We live in a, a culturalist shithole. No, it's fucking bullshit. Let's just watch football. Who cares? Right? Just the watch, Rabbitohs watch, one. Watch, Isn't that awesome? Watch the footy and go to business school. I think it's mm. like, that's all you're allowed to do. No, it's fucking crap. Become a tradie. bullshit. You should become sorry, a like, tradie. Honestly, I was, I was upset when I'm watching this film. And I, I'm sorry, Alex Proyas. I know you're not listening to this right now, but I'm sorry that your little dream taxing incentive fucking thing failed and your career's over but you made a piece of shit bro hey he you made know? a he made a uh, a short film in quarantine which i think signifies that he's gone insane yeah who cares i everyone's made a fucking quarantine film everyone i made a quarantine film mm. acted for the first time in a quarantine film jesus christ it's a cliche at this point um what the fuck was I going to say? Like, we went to, like, one of our teachers, and I'm not going to say their name, but it, it rhymes with Kaiser, uh, told us a story about how he made a film um, that isn't the name of a ACDC song, where uh, he was told that he had net points on the film, and that if it made money, he was going to get net, net profit from it. But uh, the accountants would do all of the, all, so much work, mm. so much uh, to uh, show that it didn't make money. So no one got paid, even yeah, though that he knew scam. that it got. Yeah, it's like they, they hire the accountants. This movie might have made money. Yeah. And we'll just never know because the accountants are so fucking clever. That I don't like, no, yeah. It lost money. I don't think that the studio is, I don't think that the studio executives are walking away from Gods of Egypt poorer 
No, of course not. Every, no, that's what, that's the thing is that there are above the line costs mm. and then there are below the line costs and they make very well fucking sure that the executives get paid before the film gets released, mm. right? That's what's fucked up about it. And that's why I'm so fucking angry. I know I just sound like a fucking bullshit, fucking full of myself artist wanker cunt right now. But but this is the reason that the industry is bullshit. This, this is crap. a good example. This is a, this is a pretty good example. And the, the reason it's a good example for me is that I, but is that this was shot in our fucking city. Yeah. This is shot in our backyard. This is shot with a crew. And do you know what's fucked up? 300 members of the crew for this film were, were, were worked on Mad Max. Yeah, there's a bunch of actors who are, who are in Mad Max as well. Yep, Mad Max uh, actors, crew members, and look at that film. Mm -hmm. Look at Fury Road. Mm -hmm. Now, that is, it's a sequel, but it's an original fucking concept. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's based on an original Australian property. And it's, and it has some weird CGI in it and it has some crazy design. Everything is fucking mental in it, but it has something to say and it's, and it, and it works as a film. And I don't think that that was a tax write-off. Not part of me at all thinks that, that he was making a film to make money. No, like, oh, sorry. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. I have to stop. I have to stop. You know what might <laughs> cheer you up, Joe? If we read what some reviews. Please do. I've sent you a couple of reviews. So part of this uh, podcast, what we do is we uh, we go onto IMDb and we look at the best and the worst, um, the, 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 the highest rated and the lowest rated. Good review and the bad review on IMDb. Um, to kind of counterpoint what we're talking about, we have a look at you know what, someone has something positive to say about the film and something negative to say about the film. Have you got the reviews in front of you now, Dane? Yeah, yeah. This is a 10 out of 10 review by... Oh, great. I'm going to agree with this entirely. By, I am so excited. By Healthy Love, a giant production and a giant movie too from March 2016. Oh, <laughs> a giant piece of In this spectacular action, action adventure inspired by the classic mythology of Egypt... The survival of mankind hangs in the balance. Um, as an unexpected mortal hero, Beck, Brenton Thwaites, undertakes a thrilling journey to save the world and rescue his true love. In order to succeed, he must enlist the help of the powerful god Horus. Okay, already, this is a plant. No oh, one. Yeah. No. This is exactly the same as the last one. This is not it just some doesn't sound regular real. ass normal guy who went and saw the movie and loved it this much and then speaks about it like this. This is a plant. Um, in order to succeed, it sounds he must like a commercial. Yeah, it sounds like a commercial. It sounds like Wait the back of the are you DVD. About this, are you talking about the seminal 2016 hit Gods of Egypt, <laughs> starring Nicholas Costa Waldo and Brenton? Thwaitis? I hope you are because I love that movie. That's ten a out of great ten. Great movie. 
He must enlist the help of the powerful god Horus, Kostawedu, in an unlikely alliance against Set, Gerard Butler, the merciless god of darkness who has usurped Egypt's throne, <laughs> plunging the once peaceful and prosperous empire into chaos and conflict as their breathtaking battle against Set and his henchmen takes them into the afterlife and across the heavens. Both God and mortal must pass tests of courage and sacrifice if they hope to prevail in the epic final confrontation. Alex Porius wrote this. No, so basically, as soon as this guy wrote this, the clouds above opened up and a $2 coin landed in the cunt's lap. <laughs> and then he went on and wrote a fucking review for fucking Game of Death. You know what I mean? He went and yeah. wrote, like he went and wrote a fucking bullshit review for something else. Uh, I have to say before we continue, the love story in this film was insultingly shit. Yeah. It's just the it's just female lead is a sexy lamp and a pot device. Mm-hmm. She is a pot device. She has no character. No, she just stands Her character in... is there to motivate Brenton Thwaithwaite or whatever to do whatever he needs to do in the film. She is a sexy lamp. We, I feel we actually... sorry for the actress. She's yeah. a sexy lamp. It's weird because we cut back to her a lot, like way more than we should. To just see her no, because standing it's them in line. trying. It's it's them trying to justify it. If we show her and her struggle as she talks to the sand guy from Mad Max Two, as he's going, "What is your offering?" Then at least we can think that she's important, but she's not. Mm-hmm. It's fucked. So like, it was making me mad. I I'm sick of seeing. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing this shit. I'm sick of seeing, um, like, women used in movies as pot devices. I'm sick of seeing someone, a woman die, and that be the motivation for the male character. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if he got shot and then she's our hero? Do you know how much more interesting that would be? Um, it would be no same actors. It would be no more interesting. I, I would say it at least wasn't an insanely overdone cliche that it would have me somewhat more interested. Yeah, no. And it's, yeah. Cause that's a problem. She gets shot in slow motion and you're like, oh no, this is the direction the film is going. It's so funny that Alex Breyer said that he, his inspiration was he wanted to make an original blockbuster, but then he just fills it with all these awful cliches. Yeah, but even, even like, even fucking The Crow, even his, like, seminal movie is the same thing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Man avenging dead woman. I didn't think about that. Yeah, but The Crow works. Yeah, I know. But, like, this is how many years later? 30 yeah, but years later or whatever? Yeah. Bro, you did that already. 22 years ago. You did that already. Have you you heard the whole thing about like Christopher Nolan loves just killing wives? (laughs) Yeah. All of his movies are about dead wives. Okay, but we should continue. But this is the most offensive thing of the film for me. It's just how overdone and cliche this fucking plot point is. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of it. I'm fucking sick of it. 
I'm sick of seeing a man running around trying to avenge his fucking love and there's a pretty easy it's pretty easy because it's it's cheap it's just like uh throwing a kid into the mix to inject some emotion some stakes it's it's like the line from fucking barton fink it's like have you ever done a wrestling picture well he usually has either an orphan child or a fucking dame to look after and you're Mm. like and he's like what what are you talking about? Well, that's how they work. He either has a fucking, he's a half wit and he has to look after a woman or look after an orphan. That's what these films are. They have such a fucking disgustingly bullshit formula that it's just maddening for anyone that at least cares about anything interesting. I love you that know? this is the one that has really set you off. Gods of each. <laughs> There's so many movies like this, but this is the one that really just was like, nah, I've had enough. I'm waging war against the industry. This is just too far. But I agree. This oh. is kind of like too far. And this guy was no, in a so similar... For me, it's, for me, it's personal. It's, it's the Australian film industry. It's the mm. one that we are in. And we're being smothered by this shit. Yeah. That's why I care. I don't care about fucking... I don't... I, like, I have no fucking money in the game when it comes to fucking... What's it called? Um, Fast and the Furious or something like that. I don't have money in that game yet. Mm-hmm. But I have money in this game. Yeah. I have a reason to care. I, I care. Yeah. It's so funny. Because you, you the just Australian like... film industry is so skewed towards international productions. And you crap just like, like this. You're just like begging for two grand to make this little movie that you're, you're, it's come straight from the heart. You're so passionate about it. You'll give anything to be able to make it. And you, they say no. And then you watch them burn 19 million dollars right in do you know front what i could do, 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 do you know what i could do with 140 million dollars do you know what we could do with 140 million dollars dane yeah we could yeah, make 140 I films mm-hmm. i could make um, i could we could make more than that i we could make movies for a hundred thousand dollars each i'm not going to get into that right now it's I'm uh, okay. Sh- okay. All right. Let me go on with to this continue one. Continue the podcast. Let's listen <laughs> to the worst review on IMDb. All right. Let's. Jesus Christ. You might. You might like this guy more. Okay. What? What? One Michael out of, Thompson. One out of ten. Michael Thompson. Uh. Wow. Uh, from May 2016. I'm amazed at how much money was wasted creating this entirely horrific waste of two hours. Four hours. Within the first first 15 minutes, it is evidenced by the bad effects and even worse acting that the next two hours would be better spent gouging one's eyes out or driving nails into one's ears. It is shameful that people can spend money producing such rubber shit whilst millions are in poverty. (laughs) Or, or refugees, or that people go without. I love you, Michael. 
Whilst not as bad as the wastage on wars and religion, it is firmly high up there on the simply horrid scale. And Gerard Butler, for shame. I know you've done some fairly terrible films over the years, but you get the crown for this abomination. Save your money or the two hours of your life and invest it elsewhere, for there is nothing here but wastage, stupidity, and a dire need for writing, acting, and directing lessons. Awful, awful, just awful. Yeah, Dude, holy shit. That guy was like... This, this is This guy... This guy is my hero. Yeah, very similar tones of like, how dare you? Like, how fucking dare you? That guy thinks the same as me. What is that? What is that? Uh, it's uh, my hero from Foo Fighters. <laughs> there goes my hero. All right, we should probably watch him wrap as it up. he goes. What's that? Anyway, all right, we should probably um, wrap it up. Yeah, fair. Um, so, what's your final opinion of uh, Gods of Egypt? Um, yeah, well, I don't need to say anything much more about it. It's embarrassing, um, you know, and there's two ways to look at it. And I think, I think like either makes sense. I mean, it's hugely offensive, um, that this movie exists. I think Alex Proyas is kind of a fucking wanker to go on a rant about critics piling onto it because I think the pile on is justified. It's, it's so bad, it's offensive, and that it's, it's like borderline criminal because they weren't trying here. No one was, no one was really trying. But, um, you know, some of the effects are so fucking bad that it's funny, and I laughed a fair bit, so I give it a two big smelly farts. Two? Out of ten. Two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. This yeah. film is like incredibly offensive. Like I'm, I'm, I, I am against pausing movie. Like I'm very much the kind of person that sits and watches a movie all the way through. This film, I had to pause like three or four fucking times because I was just so annoyed at how shit it was. Um, I can't give this movie any more than one out of 10 farts. It's so bad. Everything does, nothing works. Nothing works. Nothing. The sound design is okay. It's the best I can give it. It's like it's the best thing I can say is the sound design. Yeah, but it's is never okay. impressive. No, it's not impressive. There's it's nothing just, interesting about it's it, but it's like okay. Competent. It's competent. You see yeah. a sword slide against a rock, and if you listen closely, you can hear the sound of a sword sliding against a rock. And it's like, okay, yeah. that's competent. It's doing its it's doing its job. So yeah, one out of ten farts. Now before we finish. Um, you need to let us know what you're recommending for next week. Uh, we're watching the Willy Wonka movies. Holy shit. <laughs> so we're watching the original 1970s Willy Wonka and the, um, 2003 slash 2005, I can't fucking remember, Tim Burton, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah, that, that'll be it. 
I'm excited for both of them for the complete opposite reasons. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since I've seen either of them. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, next week, we'll be watching uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>